0: So, in the family that I grew up in, I don't know that there's any better time that is about Jesus and food than Easter. I'm thinking about church. I'm thinking about the Easter meal. Welcome to the Jesus and Food Podcast for Easter weekend. We're Jonathan and Lindsay.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here. We love talking about Jesus, we love talking about food. So, we decided to put them together. So, yeah, this is a special Easter rendition of the Jesus and Food podcast, and you're so right, like I mean what what holiday is more Jesus than Easter you You think of Christmas Christmas and Easter they basically go hand in hand, and then the food, the candy, the Easter candy I mean it's just like so abundant,
0: totally, so we would love for you to uh subscribe to this podcast or follow it, whatever a podcast player you're using. And if you want to rate it and let others know about it, we're trying to get the word out about the Jesus and Food podcast. So the plan for this one is that we both have two, uh, well, we both have like two Jesus things and then we have two food things to like sort of specially commemorate the weekend. So what are you feeling in your soul, Lindsay? Um, Do you want to start with Jesus or do you want to start with food?
1: Always start with Jesus.
0: All right. You want to go first? You want me to?
1: I will. So I'm stealing mine. Mine is stolen from Paul David Tripp, who we love. He's an author and speaker, and um, he has these Instagram videos. So I was watching one today about um, how the pandemic and Easter kind of go together and how it's kind of one of these crazy times where, like, usually we would be very focused on Easter, um, but with this pandemic, we're focused on so, so many other things. And he basically said, don't let the crisis cloud the cross, so he's saying, basically, um, it's like you know it's a sunny day, beautiful sunshiny day sun sun is shining brightly, but you go down into your basement where it's dark and there's no windows, and while you're down there you're it's almost like the sun doesn't exist when you're down in your dark basement right. and he said that's kind of how this feels, like our proximity to God and to Easter has changed because we're kind of living in this dark space or this fearful space, but um it It still is true, Easter still is true. Jesus still is true. it's still worth being celebrated, so just recognizing um to be in close proximity to Easter to the celebration to the resurrection, and um not letting you know our fear of this pandemic like cloud all of that celebration
0: that is such an awesome thought. I mean it's so relevant to me because there have been many times in the last week which I'm like a person that observes. Like the church calendar. I'm really big on, you know, Lent typically and the idea of like going to special services. So whether it's mm-hmm. Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, you know, the, the special, you know, Easter week, Holy Week liturgies and things like that. And I, I I mean this year I several days have gone by in Holy Week in this past week where I haven't even remembered yeah. That Easter was coming up, and obviously you get wrapped up in the pandemic, and maybe you know many of your uh, traditions and the things that you do and the things that you plan. It's amazing, like how much of our commemoration is just wrapped up in plans. It's like, oh well, we're going to mom and dads, mm-hmm. we're going to grandmas, we're taking the kids here, we're going to go out and take pictures and go to church, and then like with none of that happening, how our routines can affect our mindset.
1: Yeah, it's one of these things, like, I heard Shauna Nequist say, um, like, our hope is, it's very similar, like, this this crisis, this pandemic is almost like, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, like, the couple of days before he rose again, like, no one knew what was going to happen. Like, everybody was just, like, waiting in the darkness, what's going to happen, and then, you know, on Easter, obviously, Jesus rises from the dead. And it's like we're kind of having that same feeling now, like we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. We don't know when it's going to be over. We're kind of just like sitting in the dark, but having that expectation of good things to come.
0: And maybe you're like, how in the world do I do that? Um, Because I feel like the crisis that we're in has sort of clouded the cross in my mind. I mean, my hand would be going up saying, yeah, I, I definitely have experienced that this week. Keep listening to this podcast, because we have some other ideas for you. Like, how do I not let the crisis cloud the cross? So the thing that I was going to have us talk about is actually this TV show, which is, uh, which is a fairly new thing. It's called uh, The Chosen, which is actually the first ever TV show uh, that's like multi-season episode-based story of the life of Jesus and the portrayals of Jesus. Like, there have been a lot of movies about Jesus, but not a lot of actual TV shows. Have, so, Have you heard of The Chosen?
1: No, what's it on? Is it on Netflix?
0: It's on, um, it's basically you have to get an app. So it's oh, okay. totally free and they crowdfunded it. It costs like $10 million, like 15,000 people wow. invested in doing this thing. Uh, so it's totally crowdfunded. Uh, over a couple of years, they did this. And it's it's totally free to watch. You know, they've made the first season, and they're hoping to raise more money to do the second season. But if you go, and we'll put it in the uh, the show notes for this episode of the podcast. But if you just Google the Chosen, like basically you get an app, or if you have basically any digital way that you can stream it to your television, you can watch it on, a, on an iPad and things along those lines. Um, there are eight episodes. Which, if you're looking something to, for, to you know to binge this weekend, um, that would probably be something better to binge than, you know. Actually, what they were saying was that um, their goal in putting this out there was that they so wanted to let the world know about Jesus through television. They're hoping to make this the most, you know, ever watched television show. They want to beat Game of Thrones, which obviously that's a pretty big goal. Yeah. Um, But there have been, I just opened up the app, and it tells you like in real time how many people have downloaded it so far, and it's like 15.5 million and it's gone up by hundreds just since I opened the app this morning. So it's wow. called the Chosen.
1: That's really cool. I, like I know you want. I could feel you wanting to mention some other Netflix shows just then when you oh, said yeah. it's better than. But then I, I noticed you chose not to mention certain. Um, because (laughs) some of us are very into certain shows on Netflix right now, which is totally fine. But yeah, like it sounds like an amazing, uh, how shall I say, spiritual experience instead of just like a show?
0: Yeah, I mean, like you think going back years, you remember like when The Passion of the Christ was released and it was this like really meaningful foreign language with subtitles, you know, Mel Gibson graphic portrayal of of the passion of christ and it you know became like one of the biggest movies ever made um and, and easter always seems to be the time where people just go after this stuff so i just wanted to put in a plug for that especially because it's free you can check it out everybody that's watching is just rating it five stars just saying how how meaningful this has been um it's it portrays jesus through the eyes of the people that met him so it's called the chosen if you want to check it out so should we go on to to food now food
1: yeah you go first
0: Okay. Well, so um, one of the traditions that my family has had ever since we've had kids, and this is totally, you know, you said your, your idea, your first idea on the show today was stolen. So our idea is stolen yeah. here. <laughs> um, it's something called Easter Resurrection Buns, or I sometimes they're called um, Easter Resurrection Empty Tomb Biscuits. Mm-hmm. And have you heard of this?
1: Yeah, I love it. So tell us how, how it works.
0: So basically, you have crescent rolls that come in that tube, which for me, half the fun is just opening the tube because it always pops.
1: <laughs> I'm so scared of that part. I always ask Adam, my husband, I'm like, will you please crack the tube because I'm so scared of that just pop. It's like popping a balloon to me. Like I, I don't like it.
0: <clears throat> Sounds like that. So you get crescent rolls, you get <laughs> sugar, Yeah. you get butter, you get uh, cinnamon, and you get marshmallows. And each ingredient is actually an Easter lesson, and it's a very simple recipe. So you open up the crescent rolls, and you put all those ingredients on the inside, and you bake them. And, you know, and you, can put it, you can do it in like, um, in, like, a muffin tin if you want to, since the marshmallows are really sticky. They recommend, like, cooking spray and stuff like that. And then you lay out all the pieces of dough and a marshmallow to go with each piece. Um, and then you put one in, you put all those ingredients in. You can use whatever, you know, adorable... You could even use a peep, I think, if you wanted to, oh, couldn't you? Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then, you know, but if not, you can make your own peep, roll the marshmallow and cinnamon sugar mixture, and then you place the coated marshmallow on the triangle of dough, and then you carefully wrap it up, and you want to make sure that you seal the dough completely to encase the marshmallow inside. You roll it in butter and all the other stuff that you have there, and then basically you put it, if you want to do it in a tin or you just put it on a baking sheet... And then you basically do it at 350 degrees for 15 minutes, and then they come out of the oven, and it's this awesome lesson that we've been teaching our kids ever since they were born, uh, the symbolism of the, the Easter story. So basically the marshmallow represents the body of Jesus, and he put it into the oven and it disappears. Um, the melted butter are like the, you know, the embalming oils that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinnamon and sugar mixture are the spices. That they oh, use. Yeah. And then the the dough for the crescent roll itself is like wrapping Jesus' body in the tomb. You put the, the whole thing in the oven, which like is the tomb. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once once you bake the bun, there's a little cavity emerges and there's obviously nothing in there, so the tomb yeah. is empty.
1: Wow, that's really good. This is one of the things, too, like, you can't just be like, I'm just going to do this by myself, not involve the kids, because it's cleaner and faster that way. This is the thing, a recipe that you do have to involve the kids. That's kind of the whole point. Yep. Um, it's like letting them help, letting them see all the stuff, because um, it's it's a lesson, and I love it. And um, crescent rolls and marshmallows and butter, like, so good.
0: Yeah, because if I just did it by myself, I would just eat all the raw ingredients, and it's like, what's the point? Well, it's all together. Jesus is inside me. Literally, so that's how that all works. Um, And it works nicely, too, now that we've been doing this (laughs) Resurrection Buns thing with the kids, which, by the way, we'll put a link to this in the comments as well, or the description so you can do it yourself and have the recipe. Um, Now that we've been doing it for a number of years, like Carter, my 8-year-old, I can just tell him okay, go ahead and recite, like, what does the marshmallow mean? What does the cinnamon and sugar mixture mean? And he can just, he can just say it all. He knows it.
1: That's great. I mean, that, that means, you know, you taught the lesson. Wow. That's really good. So he was
0: listening, which is, that's
1: very good. So my food, um, my food thing for this is the fact that I went grocery shopping two weeks ago. Um, And I'm trying not to go to the grocery store, obviously during these times. So I went two weeks ago, I got a just a bunch of stuff I mean I, I spent it, so much money and filled up my cart so full and um, so now it's Easter it's two weeks later I'm getting to like the bottom of the barrel of my groceries and so I thought oh. well it's Easter like I, this has to be special what am I gonna do so I have a pork loin in the freezer okay and I'm gonna get that out because that just doesn't that just seem Eastery pork loin
0: Oh definitely yeah and okay. great too
1: yeah and then I got um I have some noki. Which, if you haven't heard of gnocchi, it's actually spelled G N or something G yeah G N G
0: N O like double C. It's like
1: there's maybe an H in there. I don't know pasta, um, right? It's it's actually potato, but it looks like pasta, oh. and it's it's actually okay. like these mini potato like almost dumplings. So I'm gonna do the gnocchi. I'm gonna do the pork loin. I'm i I love making sauces, so I'm gonna do some type of like gravy-ish sauce. Maybe some Dijon mustard in there or something good. And that's what we're gonna have added to. I also found in my pantry. um, This is just a big old mix of a meal. uh, Those red lobster cheddar bay biscuits. You can buy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you can buy the mix like in a box at the store. And so I'm gonna do those too. So I think that'll be our meal. I hope like it's. We usually you have ham. I mean, we always had ham growing up. Yeah, ham's on.
0: Ham's definitely on the menu for us this weekend.
1: Yeah, so it's It's still the same animal. I, I hate to talk about that part, but um, it's just the facts. And so I hope it'll be good. And then for dessert, I'm still thinking about dessert. I have, I could do like an well, apple since cobbler. you're going Italian
0: with the Since you're going Italian with the gnocchi, maybe you should do tiramisu.
1: Oh man, that sounds so good. Are kids allowed to have tiramisu because there's coffee and I don't need them to be any more hyper than they already are. Yes.
0: We'll go okay. with yes on that.
1: Okay, that's fine. Maybe I'll do that. So that's what we're having. And I'm just trying to make the best of it gathering around the table, you know, like with your family, just the people in your family. It it could be a really sweet time, you know, kind of small, maybe slower, maybe not as crazy on Sunday, but it can still be a really sweet time.
0: Um, okay. A couple of follow up questions on your Easter meal here. So I know better than to ask whether you have a recipe you can share, because it seems to me that you don't usually go by recipes for things like this.
1: No, I really don't like recipes so much in cooking. Recipes are great in baking because it's a science, but I feel like Uh. cooking is an art. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like get out the pork loin, look at it for a few minutes, let it speak to me. And, um... Get out the gnocchi, let it speak to me, and I'm just going to start going with it. We're going to, like, I always start with some butter, some garlic, maybe some onions. That's like my, like, that's how I start everything pretty much. And then we'll just see what happens.
0: I feel like we should change the, the artwork of our podcast from what it is now the little waffle. to Lindsay gazing into the flesh of a pork loin. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) That would would be nice. Um, And then the second question that I have uh, updating on this. Oh, man, what was it? So the first one was about the recipe that you don't have. Yeah, I don't have one. Um,
1: You had another question question. about the recipe.
0: I hate how that happens. It's okay. Well, it was a really good question. Sure, sure. Um, So we've talked about the chosen TV show. We've talked about how Paul Tripp has said, don't let the crisis cloud the cross. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Easter resurrection buns. Yep. And we've talked about Lindsay's and what sounds like an incredible um, Easter dinner. I mean, to be- oh, I remember my, my last question. Okay. We were talking about the animal that provides yeah. the meal for our Easter dinner. Yeah. Are, some people will eat lamb as a not just as a good meal but as a like well jesus is the sacrificial lamb and it's easter do you go for that
1: i i feel horrible about that too because like lamb i mean it's a it's a baby sheep i mean how how precious is a baby sheep um Mm -hmm. but i will say i do love lamb chops they're really good (laughs) i hate to say it but they are good and one easter we did we did have lamb chops
0: uh, it's a very the special song, thing. The, the song that never ends by Lamb Chop ever oh, in your Oh,
1: no. Wait. Why would they name him Lamb Chop?
0: Well. That's not. That's not. Was that a boy or girl? Lamb Chop was a boy. male or female? I think. Real. Okay. Yeah. So but they, did mean, they ever we'll... eat Lamb Chop would be a good question.
1: <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, it was a puppet, so. But, hey, we'll link that song. Make sure to link that song in these notes because we talked about that on the show one time, the song that never ends. And um, some people had never heard of it before. So, like, if you want to drive someone absolutely bonkers, start singing that song, and you you will you will achieve it.
0: Yeah. In fact, it's. I mean, it's still playing in the background. I've just muted it in one of my tabs here, but it obviously continues. It never stops. (laughs) Right. Um, Covered a lot. We really hope that you have as meaningful as possible of an Easter weekend. If you're struggling, uh, know that you're certainly not alone. At least not from this. This, this side of the podcast it's been it's been interesting uh that's for sure but we we really appreciate you listening in subscribing to this podcast and and just sharing all of what we do here about jesus and food
1: yeah we hope you have a happy easter